0: This is Mark Kelly and I'm part of the leadership at City Church Leeds and I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope that it blesses, encourages and inspires you. If you find these podcasts helpful, would you please consider standing with us and supporting us? For more information about this and other resources and media, please visit citychurchleeds.net. What we're going to
1: do just to, over these next I don't know, few minutes is just explore something together which is actually very relevant to what's going on on that table over there. Um, if you look on your news sheet, there's a little image down in the bottom right-hand corner of the front page <coughs> which um, Lisa put there, <coughs> and I didn't give her this but she, she found out and put it there. As you can see, it's a rainbow. Um, you remember last week? We just spent a bit of time, um, and we heard a story, didn't we? Do you remember what the story was? The day it in yeah, which Kate is going to kind of remind us a little bit about in a minute. And we, we want to just develop that. But, eh? Oh, the day it rained in colours. Yeah, Kate will help you. She'll, she, yeah, it is. It's, it's fantastic. <coughs> um. There's a little phrase in the Message Bible which we'll come back to, uh, which is this um, about bringing out the God colours in the world. And really, what we want to do together this morning, just we just want to explore how how it is that we have, as the people of God, we have been so graced by God, and God has released into and through our lives, such an intensity of colour uh, that it illuminates everything around us. And that's who we're called to be. So I won't say any more about that. Kate, do you want to come and just remind us a bit about last week and then take us on?
2: Yeah, it's that time of year when we sort of ebb and flow as a community. Um, But uh, does anybody remember, this is the book, Stewie. I'll lend it to you, (laughs) marvellous <laughs> um does anybody remember anything about the story or if not that was there anything that any one thing that god spoke into your heart through it anybody remember anything at all do i need to recap a bit the story yeah people lived in Greyland.
3: oh can i can i retell it yeah okay. <laughs> So it starts off in Greyland where everything's grey. The ground, the people, the shops, the flowers, the trees. And there was a little grey boy. And was he going for a walk or something? Yeah, yeah. And then one day, when he was on this walk, he spotted um, a hot air balloon coming towards Greyland. And the hot air balloon was unusual in that um, it was colourful. Um, and there were boys and girls in it who were also colourful. They had colourful clothes: bright yellow jersey and red trousers, and a blue dress. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, I'm looking at that. <laughs> um And and the little grey boy was a bit confused because he didn't know where they'd come from. And he saw that these colours were fantastic, um, but um, why weren't they in Greyland? And so um, the little grey boy and the colourful children teamed up, and um, they went around Greyland looking for someone who could make Greyland colourful. Um, and first they went to see a witch, a wizard, a wizard, um, who did a special spell to make it colourful. Um, but he um, unfortunately the spell went a bit wrong, didn't it? Yeah, and everything turned out orange. <laughs> Um, and then they uh, went to see a witch yeah and the witch gave them all some paint that was like um, I don't know it never ran out um, and so um, they all went round with different colors of paint and tried to paint different things um, but then it turned out wrong as well and all the, yeah the trees were blue and the ground was yellow and the, the sky was green um. <laughs> yeah and so they're all getting they realized that it wasn't the the sort of colors they were expecting and they're all getting a little bit down weren't they and then um they all suddenly felt quite ashamed is this yeah yeah they all felt ashamed because they'd forgotten that they should have asked the maker and they should have gone to the maker first and so they asked the maker if he could make greyland colorful and then all of a sudden it started raining and it was raining in colors And and everything turned beautifully colourful. And then, was that the end? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they were very, very happy. They'd remembered a time when Sarah said, why don't you ask the maker? They'd remembered a time when the maker and his people were happy together, and they'd forgotten that time. So that was the story. And uh, did it... It certainly spoke to me. We've had this story ever since our children were little, but it never loses its freshness. And um, what it said to me was, well, they went to see the mayor, and the mayor suggested the wizard, and the wizard suggested the witch. And uh, they had tried to make things right in their own strength. They tried to do it their way. And when they remembered the maker... That was when life became okay again. So it was about remembering. And our, our theme last week was about remembering, wasn't it? Remembering God's goodness. So today we're going to develop that a little. And when Stewie was talking, I thought, he's been sitting in our kitchen earwigging. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> Which he hasn't. Um, I would like, please, seven volunteers. Have I got a One? Come on, Sophia, you're number one. Just come out here. Have I got a two? Come on, Becca. Come on, Esther, you're three. Four, Derek. Christine, five. Six? Have I got a six anywhere? It's not hard. It's not, it's not going to make you embarrassed or anything. Go on, Stewie, you be six. I need one more. Have I got a seven? I'm going to volunteer somebody. Oh, come on, Mike. Brilliant. Right. Now, there are seven pieces of paper over there. You can go and pick up any single one you want. But keep the white side facing, uh, facing folks here, would you? doesn't matter which one you pick up. Keep the white side towards... <laughs> keep the white side towards us. Okay? Now, you can turn those seven pieces of paper around so we can see. Okay? And now, here's your challenge. I want you to organize yourselves. I'm not going to tell you how. But if you look at all the colors, you'll know how. I want you to organize yourselves. (laughs) Okay, we're going from Becca's end. No, one's slightly darker than the other. It is slightly darker, very slightly. I tried really, really hard. So... Okay, there was an old rhyme to help us remember which is, what, what, what have we got here? Yeah, rainbow colours, okay. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue. They are slightly different, indigo and violet. Does anybody remember the old rhyme? Go on, Pete. Richard of York gave battle in vain. Well done. So that's our mnemonic, that's our help to remember what order the colours come in. Okay, now. Have a good look at these colours and have a think, have I got a favourite one there? Um, And what does it remind me of? Now, it might be, we've got a fab book at home, which was uh, produced as a result of a television programme, Donkeys, years ago, and it's called The Eye of Colour. And it goes through the spectrum and suggests various associations. So your association might be a season, it might be uh, food or flowers or landscape, it might be a situation. Has anybody got a favourite colour? Go on, Tillery. Purple, can you tell us why? I'm led to believe it's a special colour and it's... um it's, I think it's somehow connected to, the, to royalty somewhere, and I'm sort of claiming that verse where we are part of a royal priesthood. Uh, and every time I don't feel special, I kind of remind myself of that. Anybody else got a special
4: one? Well, I like, I like all of them, but I like the orange because this is a really silly reason, but I used to have a great orange dress, and it reminds me of that orange dress, and maybe I should wear orange again. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Red for the blood of Jesus.
2: There's a particular shade of blue that was in my paint box when I was little and it has remained my favourite colour. Mine's green. I love greens. Uh, they're so, actually there's only one one green and there's only one of each colour really. But green is absolutely my favourite colour. So thank you everybody. You can,
1: you can tell how well <laughs> rehearsed this is. Um... <laughs> I would like another volunteer, please. Uh, d- somebody who would just come and... Can you separate those for me? Don't mm-hmm. Somebody who would just come and hold this for me, just here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, <clears throat> Monica very kindly is holding up a sheet of ordinary white paper. Um, but I've got it in my pocket here. Now, if I, if I shine that in your direction, It's quite intense, isn't it? Even in this light. (laughs) Sorry if I'm blinding anybody. Um, But normally we see light, don't we? As white light. So Monica is standing there for us. As white light. Now, thank you. Um, I'm sure that many of you have done this experiment at school. Who knows anything about what happens when light bends, Sarah, come on. Yeah, thank you for, what a fantastic explanation. Brilliant, well done. So we have white light, if you like, at our source, and we have a medium, like uh, a prism, you know. you, You all understand, know what Sarah's talking about. I think we've probably all done it at school, yeah. So... Um, if we think about the, the prism now then, um, I'm going to ask the, um, the people who were holding up the colours a minute ago to come back and get them. And could you arrange yourselves in rainbow fashion around here like this and hold up the colours for us. If we just imagine now, here is our light source traveling through uh, a medium, this prism here. And what it does, it breaks it up into all its constituent parts here. And you get all this wonderful color. And, and of course, that's what we see, don't we, when we see a rainbow, is the light is being bent through the raindrops. Now, there is actually a deeper scientific explanation as to why the colors do that, but I don't think we need to go into that this morning. It's all to do with wavelengths, but... You know, in the uh, the Bible uses this phrase, doesn't it? Um, First the natural, and then the spiritual. So there are things in nature which speak to us of something in the realm of the spirit. And this is so simple, but it's it's so profoundly true. Uh, If we think, and we okay, we're, we're quite at home with this idea that God is light and his life, it says about Jesus, doesn't it? In him was life and life was the light of men. So Jesus is our source. He is the source of light. He is the one who gives light. But if we imagine that God has sent his light into the world but it's now being it's now traveling through a medium. And I want to suggest this. The medium is us. Uh, It's his people. And what happens when that light travels through his people, because we're all so different, it gets, I won't say it gets bent, that makes it sound like a negative thing, doesn't it? it actually starts to break itself up into this fantastic, filtered, it gets gets broken into this fantastic array of color. And of course, it's not just these discrete colors, but at the boundaries, there is one shades into another and you get this uh, amazing, just infinite array of color. (coughs) So... There's something for us, isn't there, about actually saying, well... Now, let, we are, Kate asked you, who, who had a favourite colour? Um, I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. If you had to look at one of these colours, which one would you be? Which one would you be? You can, yeah. Be You'd be between blue and green. Go on, t- tell us why, Alan.
4: Um...
1: Green is my favourite colour because it's just nature, uh, but blue suits me. Okay. So no, that is interesting, isn't it? Um.
4: My favourite colour is indigo, which is the darkest, darkest blue, and that's because um, I, l- I love the night sky and the night time, which is often that colour, particularly in the summer and uh, it speaks to me of rest. I love the darkness, the fact that God gives us the darkness to rest in and it's enveloping like velvet.
1: Here's a question. Do you see yourself as indigo? Yeah, yeah, good. Anyone else? Hannah.
3: I think mine would be yellow because I think it just is joy, isn't it? Like if I can show God's joy, then yeah.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. And maybe if you were to look around the, the room, you maybe th- look at other people and think, I know what kind of colour you are. <laughs> because, you know, we, we, we learn about one another and we discover, you know, the fantastic differences in each other. <clears throat> there was that thing, was it, uh, what was it called? Colour Me Beautiful or something, wasn't it? Back in the 80s. But actually, it was. There was a serious point to that, if you've not heard of what I'm talking about. Um, But if uh, it it probably works most for the ladies, although obviously Alan's got a feminine side, he's very aware of (laughs) (laughs) what colours suit him. But it it was actually looking at things like skin tone and eye colour and hair colour and all that kind of thing, and working out which of these colour areas most suited us. So naturally speaking, we already have an affinity, we already have a pull towards one colour or another. Now if we just kind of translate that into the realm of the spirit, uh, we're all different colours, aren't we? Um, We all have different affinities, we all have different aspects of... Now this is the thing, we all have different aspects of this God-light to express... So, there's something about the nature of God that is expressed through our particular range of colour. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Great. Thank you, guys. That's really, really helpful. You can pop those down and. Uh
2: it's story time. <clears throat> Last week it was the day it rained in colours, and this week it's the rainbow story. So, are you sitting comfortably? Once upon a time, the colors of the world started to quarrel. All claimed they were the best, the most important, the most useful, the favorite. Green said, clearly I am the most important. I am the sign of life and hope. I was chosen for grass, leaves, trees. Without me, all animals would die. Look out over the countryside and you'll see that I am in the majority. Blue interrupted. You only think about the earth, but consider the sky and sea. It's water that's the basis of life and drawn up by the clouds from the deep sea. The sky gives peace and space and serenity. Without my peace, you'd all be nothing. Yellow chuckled. You're all so serious. I bring laughter and warmth to the world. The sun is yellow, the moon is yellow, the stars are yellow. Every time you look at a sunflower, the whole world starts to smile. Without me, there'd be no fun. Orange started to blow her top. I am the color of health and strength. I may be scarce, but I'm precious for I serve the needs of human life. I carry the most important vitamins. Think of carrots and pumpkins and oranges and mangoes and pawpaws. I don't hang around all the time, but when I fill the sky at sunrise or sunset, my beauty is so striking that no one gives another thought to any of you. Red couldn't stand it any longer. He shouted out, I'm the ruler of all of you. I am blood, life's blood. I'm the color of danger and bravery. I'm willing to fight for a cause. I bring fire to the blood. I am the color of passion and love, the red rose, the poppy and the poinsettia. Without me, the earth would be as empty as the moon. Purple rose up to his full height. He was very tall and spoke with great pomp. I am the color of royalty and power. Kings, chiefs and bishops have always chosen me, for I am a sign of authority and wisdom. People do not question me they obey? Finally, Indigo spoke much more quietly than all the others, but with just as much determination. Think of me. I am the color of silence. You hardly notice me, but without me, you all become superficial. I represent thought and reflection, twilight and deep water. You need me for balance and contrast, for prayer and inner peace. And so all the colours went on, boasting and quarrelling, each convinced of their own superiority. Soon their quarrelling became louder and louder. Suddenly there was a startling flash of bright lightning. Thunder rolled and boomed. Rain started to pour down relentlessly. The colours crouched down in fear, drawing close to one another for comfort. In the midst of the clamour, rain began to speak. You foolish colours, fighting amongst yourselves, each trying to dominate the rest. Don't you know you were each made for a special purpose, unique and different? Join hands with one another and come to me. Doing as they were told, the colours united and joined hands. The rain continued... From now on, when it rains, each of you will stretch across the sky in a great bow of colors as a reminder that you can all live in peace. The rainbow is a sign of hope for tomorrow.
1: Uh, I'm very curious to know what's been going on over there. But um, would, would anyone care to give us a commentary about the, the colors and what it is that you've been designing. Would that be too much to ask? Would you come and tell us what is, what's been going on on your pieces of paper over here? If somebody could hold it up for you, would you be able to do that? Yeah? Good for you. Right, just come back here with me for, so everybody can see this. Tell us about this.
0: Well, um, We had to um, um, do um, some like little poster things and um t- um to do with like light and things and we I mainly thought that we had to put bright colors into it to make it um reflect onto the um thing this morning and um there's katies Um there's like animals in the rainbow and people to do with all the rainbow then all the animals wouldn't be there sea creatures the grass the people the angels obviously and um mine is just to do with the holy spirit bringing light to the earth and Excellent. that
1: Fantastic. That is really, really good. Stuart, can we just leave him on the floor down here so people can see? That one, uh, there is so much detail on there, you might want to come and just have a private viewing at the end of the, m- the morning. Is anything, is, any, is this speaking to anybody? <laughs> um, would, you, would you care to say what it is saying to you?
4: wonderful reminder of the fact that the Holy Spirit is the breath of God and that the Holy Spirit breathed into people and into the whole of creation and created life and uh, his breath is in us, his life is in us as well and we have the different facets of his creativity within us.
2: As I was looking at the colours in the rainbow, um, I realised that the joy of the Lord is our strength and that we have peace and that we, um, we, we have all sorts of things in different colours.
1: It's very simple, this, isn't it? Uh, there's, there's something I, I just sense God wants us to, to catch hold of. There is a, a way that we can... Um, First of all, look at ourselves. You know, we've, we're thinking about which bit of the colour spectrum do we fit in, where, which colour might we identify with. And uh, the great thing is, God has delighted in us as we are. So your colour is not my colour, but God delights in both. So part of my joy is to be able to enjoy who I am. You know, not, I'm not... Not fuss. I mean, if we stand next to each other, just come here, sweetheart, you'll instantly see something. But we didn't do this deliberately to make a point. You'll just see it in the way we're dressed this morning. Um, Kate is kind of here in uh, cerise, is it cerise or fuchsia no, or something? Something vibrant and bright, and, and that's who she is. Um, and here I am in my. <laughs> in my muted navy blue and uh, rather subtle stripes (laughs) in my shirt. And that's who I am, you know? And we're different. And the great thing is, I don't have to try and be Kate and she doesn't have to try and be me. And similarly, um, we can just, we can enjoy just who we are, (laughs) who we are individually. And Janice, I would love to see you in that orange dress. Uh, (laughs) And not only do we uh, have this uh, liberty from the Lord to be able to enjoy who we are, um, but also to be able just to celebrate and enjoy who each other is. Now, I suppose if you were to put Alan and I next to each other, judging from what you said earlier, we might be quite close. (laughs) We like our cave, don't we? (laughs) But... Um, others of us in this room, we are just so different. I, like, I, can, I look at Ben and I think to myself, Ben, you and I are so different. And I love that. I love who you are. I love who God's made you to be. I love the fact that you're a Jinnah. Um, <laughs> is that right? Have I just stepped over a line? He will forgive me. I know that. I know that. But I do. Ben, I love you. I love who you are. It's just wonderful, because I could never, ever be or do the things that he does. And there's something of the nature of God that's being expressed in him and in me and each one of us in this room. So there's something about who we are as the people of God that is just to be celebrated and enjoyed and made room for. Um, There's a thing, isn't there, where I'm sure... Those of you, you know, those of you who are in the workplace, you come up against people who think differently from you, who do things differently from you, and sometimes, quite frankly, it's a pain in the butt, isn't it? And we have that temptation to think, if everybody would just do it my way, then we'd all be alright. Well, actually, no. It wouldn't. It would be terrible. It it would be like Greyland, wouldn't it? Um... And one of the things that we can help one another with and school ourselves with is to learn how to appreciate people for who they are and not for who they're not. If you see what I mean. Rather than looking for the gap, looking for the thing that doesn't quite work for us, is actually look at who they are and enjoy that and celebrate it. I just want to finish off with one final uh, thought, But before that, I'd like to read this uh, scripture from the message. Um, this is from Matthew 5, and it's that passage where Jesus talks about He says, you are the light of the world. But this is how it's rendered in the message Bible, verse 14 uh, through 16. And he says this, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. I just like the way that he talks about us being light to bring out the colors that God has put in the world. Um, And sometimes we can feel that a scripture like that can be a pressure, you know, he says, um, I want you to... I'm pushing you out there. But no, he's not doing that. He's saying, I've already made you light. Um, that does not strive to present itself, does it? It just is. Um, we just are. We are the light of God. Um, and simply by the radiance that, of his light through us, we're illuminating the world around us. And I just want to suggest this that what we've received from God is all grace. It's all grace. It's all come from him. It's all an expression, a manifestation of his goodness. So what you may have been speaking to one another, just as we were breaking bread, the things that you've seen in one another, is an expression of the grace of God. I am who I am by the grace of God. Um, that's good I can't take credit for it uh, and I can't work it up it's just who I am by the grace of God and there's a grace that we have received uh, which is flowing constantly to us I do believe this that if we if we will learn how to live in the grace of God by being people who who receive his light constantly into our lives We can't help but be transmitters of it. It just comes off. It just comes out of us. Um, This passage says about uh, be open to others. You'll prompt people to be open with God. This generous Father in heaven. Grace trains us to deal with people not on the basis of who they are or what they do, but on the basis of how God sees them. So if we simply will train ourselves, first of all, to live under the grace of God, and then to react and respond to people by the grace of God, what it will do with them is constantly communicate God's generosity and, in so doing, to draw them to who he is. Now, a rainbow... (laughs) it just is it and I get I get a sense actually if that if the rainbow could speak uh, it would be cheering it would be it would be so full that that to me is such joy do not you, don't you reckon um, there's such joy that God is expressing through his people uh, and heaven knows this world needs some joy doesn't it yeah So that really, quite simply, is where I want to finish off. That by living under the grace of God, what we express is the grace of God. And it comes through with such joy that um, for those who have a heart to hear, it's irresistible. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your incredible grace. (laughs) Oh God, we just bask in it. We love it. We thank you, Father, that there is absolutely nothing in you There's no shadow in you, nothing withholding, nothing, God, that you're hanging back from. And, uh, Lord, we just want to thank you for your lavish, extravagant goodness to us. Father, we just open up ourselves to that and we say, Lord, help us by the Spirit to live under your grace and to become channels of grace to the world around us. So, Father, we, we bless you for today. We say thank you again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen.